Tip Today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. Your Peugeot car or van might benefit from a free software upgrade. For more information and to find out if this applies to your vehicle, call the lads in Slattery's Garage, puck on on 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. And you're very welcome back to the final hour of uh, Tip Today, 1800 938 007. That's our free phone number if you want to speak to uh, Leanne, who is producing today. You can uh, text and WhatsApp 083 311 Now, there are over 64,000 people living with dementia in Ireland, with this number set to increase, and more and more of us will be affected by dementia in our lifetime. And uh, Dementia Understand Together and the HSE want to help to create an Ireland that I suppose embraces and includes people living with dementia and displays solidarity with them, their families and their supporters. I'm delighted to be joined in the studio now this morning by Marguerite Keating from the Irish Dementia Working Group. Marguerite, good morning to you. Good morning, friend. And it's lovely to see you. Another casual person in the studio yeah. today. Yeah, <laughs> not and, like it. And uh, t- thank you so much for coming into us. Will you tell me a bit about you? Because I know you were working with adults with physical and intellectual disabilities for about 20 years or so, Margaret. That's right. What happened then? Um, Well, I was working away and um, just kind of crept up on me that people that were working with me would say, you know, you had that appointment or the lads were supposed to do this and, Margaret, you've forgotten this and um, not being able to do things on the computer, like I never graded it, but I really got confused with it. Um, I might have, they might have a hairdresser's appointment and I could bring them to the dentist, do you know? And it was getting more and more prevalent. So somebody, so they said it to me and um, asked me would I, you know, go and see about it. And so I did this nearly six years ago. And can I ask you what age you were at that point, Marguerite? Um, I was 55. Right, so you were very young. Yeah. Very young for that. Okay. It was shocking yeah. to get that. Did you notice that you were being forgetful? No, I got a little bit paranoid, I suppose, thinking yeah. that people were saying that they did this and they said that and in my head they didn't. So I was getting a little bit... You know, are they ganging up on me? Yeah. <laughs> really silly things. But I, I, you know, I suppose it's like anything. You think you're the last to kind of, you know, admit it or accept it. Mm. And to, for me, it's all about acceptance. Once I accepted it and took it on full, it hasn't been very much of a problem because yes. I'm allowing myself... To be forgetful. I'm allowing myself not to know a person. I'm allowing myself. And that's taken the pressure off me. So you're not beating yourself up about yeah. that. Will you tell me about... OK, you were encouraged to go and see somebody. Who who did you go to see? Well, first of all, I went to um, have a brain scan and I had a lumbar puncture. Um, that's the procedure. They take the fluid out of the back and they can tell whether you have Alzheimer's or not. I really expected it to come back negative. <laughs> so it was an awful shock. And I was diagnosed five years ago now on the 14th of February. It's Valentine's Day, I always say. No flowers. And um, oh, I was in a terrible state. And how how were you told that, Marguerite? Um 
Well, what I was told when I was diagnosed was to to stop driving, to give up working and to get my affairs in order. Get your affairs in order? Yeah. Wow. So that's probably why I'm so high-spirited about anything Alzheimer's because I don't want the marguerites coming behind me to have that prognosis because the one thing about Alzheimer's or any kind of Lewy body, front lobe, any kind of dementia is they are all so different. It's really individualised. And what was were you diagnosed with dementia or Alzheimer's or Alzheimer's. vascular? It was Alzheimer's. Okay. Early onset Alzheimer's. And at the very beginning, when you heard that, okay, you yeah. you have Alzheimer's. So what were you thinking then? I was thinking the river is probably the best place oh to go God. now, oh because I had a fifteen-year-old. And how do you put that on a 15-year-old? And then I had another daughter with six children, and I have another daughter who lives up in Donegal. Yeah. You know, was I going to go... She wanted me to live with her. My other daughter, Rebecca, who's six children, wanted me to live with her. Yeah. And my poor 15-year-old, Blonde, wanted to run away. Oh. You know, it was just... It's just so much on the family. Yes, but but you were pretty desperate mentally. I was very, 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 very low, you know, and I'm a very high temp top, you know, I'm always in good form, to be fair, but, um, like, I probably, I go and go and go, and then um, if I'm upset about something, I have a big cry, and then I'm over it, you know, and that's it. But with that, I just, I actually didn't want to be a burden, and I didn't want to, you know, have my family watch me because the prognosis of, of any kind of dementia is grey. Very Of course, yes. And, and when I you... didn't want that for my family. And that's why I fight tooth and nail, especially locally, to get everything for people. Because if you... A lot of people are in denial. But if you're in denial and you're... Or you're fighting it or you're down about it. I met a lady the other day down in Cork and she said, did you go on um, antidepressants? And I said, no. And she said, oh, I've been on antidepressants since I got diagnosed. And, you know, that's the other thing that happens to people because it, it's just so big and overwhelming and life-changing that you don't know what to do. Did anybody speak to you about a time scale about how things might deteriorate or the like? Yeah, yeah. they did about seven years at first. But I'm five years now and right. I'm doing really well. So they okay. said about seven years that yeah. it would... would. How yeah. did you manage it? I mean, you, you you speak about how desperate you were at the time. You considered the river, for you know, it sounds so awful. How did you manage to pick yourself up and decide... I'm going to fight this like hell. I said, feck this. <laughs> well, you didn't say feck, I'm sure. I did not. <laughs> and uh, the little redhead and me turned around and said, oh, I'm not having this. There's yes. other things in my life that were grave and this is not getting me. Yeah. So I picked up every... I picked up the phone and I picked up every number that I had been given, you know, when there was questioning Alzheimer's. I said I was in such shock. And I rang, I rang the ASI, the Alzheimer's Society of yeah. Ireland, and I spoke to them on the health helpline, and I always call it the hotline. <laughs> and they rang me back three times that day, 
you know, which is amazing. And um, the following day, we only had something like 13 uh, dementia advisors all over Ireland at that time. Five years ago. Now we've, I think we're 49 now. And um, the lady at the time, Amy Murphy, was coming up from Cork, you know, and she came up the very next day and she sat with me for two hours and she talked all about strategies, what I can do, reminders, notes, whiteboards, getting my things in order, putting my clothes out before I go to bed if I have something on the next day so I'm not in a tizzy in the morning. And things that ordinary people probably should be doing, but, you know, yeah, like yeah. having all the stuff because things that would come naturally to other people to think next thing doesn't come to me. There's, a, like, a stop and I go, 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 go. If I'm up at 7 o'clock in the morning and I have things on, by 1 o'clock I'm done. I, I just don't have... My brain kind of is gone. Yes, you're I, exhausted, I exhausted. presume. Yes. My, my whole brain, since I was diagnosed, it's like my brain goes so far and then it just shuts off. And then I get confused or I can, you know... Do sort of things. People say to me all the time, "You don't look like you've Alzheimer's, or you don't come across as Alzheimer's." And my daughter says, "No, until you hear her phone ringing in the fridge." <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, since since you came into the studio this morning, I I mean, if I didn't know, I no, wouldn't know, no. Margaret. And I'm sure people tell you that yeah. uh, all of the time. When you when you do get exhausted, or when your brain gets exhausted, yeah, is that very frustrating for you? And is that depressing at that point, Margaret? No, because I accept it. Right. Now, it was for a long time, but I I said, look, this is how it goes. Now you need to lie down, go to sleep for a little while, so I might have two hours sleep in yeah. the day. We yeah. call it the nana nap at home. <laughs> so do that, have a little sleep, and then I'm as right as rain. You see, my words start to slow and slur, and I get, you know... Because when I was diagnosed first, my speech was slower and lots of things weren't right. But since I've got, you know, on things, I'm a big advocate of um, all the kind of um, vitamins that you can have. Uh, lion's mane for the memory, which is a mushroom. Yes. And it's in a um, capsule form. doesn't taste anything. And it's a vitamin. And it's really powerful for the brain for Alzheimer's, even cancers, any kind of things like that for the brain. So you look to alternatives yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. And I make sure I have plenty of vitamin C so that I don't get um, colds because I don't want to go into hospital and then because if I change my routine I could get confused. You know, things yes, like that. Course, so yeah. I try and keep that. To all keep going. healthy. And you're looking extremely yeah, well. You told, you told me you were you're going away to enjoy a wedding or something. Yeah, that's you? right. Yeah. I yeah, go yeah. to a wedding down in Clare 
Um, yeah. Barbara and Des are getting married on Friday and I'm going down to my friend, her sister Cora, um, today yeah. and we're heading to Doolan for a wedding oh, on Friday. Magic. So magic. the eyelashes and the nails and everything <laughs> done. It's well, not good for radio. It all, it all looks great on you anyway. And, uh, I mean, that kind of socialising as well. You continue to socialise yeah. as well, Margaret. Everything yeah. they told me. Socialise, keep in touch with everything, but be very, like... I was saying to my cousin Tina on the way in, some people are told, like I was told, stop driving. And I had to fight my doctor to have the um, test. There is an Alzheimer's, there is a dementia test for driving. And if your doctor tells you you can't do it, that doesn't mean anything. Go and do the test. Don't let anyone, I won't let anyone what? hold me back. You, you obviously passed the Did test, you? Then. And I have my, my driving now for three years. Very good. And you still drive? Yeah. Isn't that fantastic? No, I don't drive far. I just yes. drive from Cashel to Tip, from Cashel to Thurless, Cashel to Care, and Cashel to Clonmel. Right. That's really it. So routes <laughs> that you would know extremely yeah. well. Yeah, just around the area. Well, do you know what I'd love to know, Margaret, is... When when it was announced, because I guess it was, that you had a, a, a dementia, Alzheimer's in your case, did people treat you differently? Well, I was testing the water at first because I, I, I kind of didn't really believe it. And I remember I met a lovely man and woman in care. They used to be my school teachers. We used to call Ma'am, Pab, Mr and Mrs O'Donnell. And Mrs O'Donnell, very fond of her, because she's from Ballinaw, where my mother's from, in, in Mayo. Yes. And I met them and I told them. And Mr O'Donnell cried. He got oh, really upset. Sissy. And it really upset me. And I said, oh, I, I don't want, you know, to upset anybody. So I was a bit more careful and I was a bit more... You know, if if person needs to know, I'll tell them. But if yes. they don't, I, I mightn't. You know, I let you know. Even though I don't hide it anymore, because I feel I well, you're helping people. Need to you be see, an Margaret. advocate. Yes, you're helping people by yeah. speaking out about it. Tell me about some of the organisations you got involved with then. Well, I got involved with the ASI, as I said, the Irish yeah. Society of Ireland. And they're a great organisation because they're all across Ireland and there's little pockets, you know, and of um, little groups like the working group that, that I'm in. And we do things like we fight the government <laughs> <laughs> for things like the blue badge because you can't yeah. have a, you don't have a blue badge for disabilities when you have Alzheimer's. Do you not? No. No, it's not considered a disability. Wow. So we've been fighting for some years now to get that. Um, you know, it's like when you have a child with autism, yeah. you wouldn't have a badge. And that's crazy. You know, you need a badge. We need certain groups need I, a badge. I didn't realise, but you're, that's nonsense. Yeah, it? absolutely. You see, if you're not physically um, disabled, that's the, the thing. But um, so if I park my car... If I park my car in Dunn's and I run off to Penny's and I come back to Dunn's, I could be convinced the car is in Penny's. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, so if it's in a disabled um, section, mm. it means I can park easier right outside the shop and I'll see the car when I come out. I won't run off to the other end of town thinking I've moved it or, you know, I'll know exactly where the car is. So that... 
that would really help so many, of course many it people. Will, but some of our public representatives listen to us or their team uh, would be listening to us so maybe it's something they bring up in the dial for you because I yeah. didn't realise, I'm sure a lot of people weren't aware yeah. uh, that, that you don't have... And, and I mean, you're not getting it free yourself to pay something for it it's just that we need it to keep us going the yes. more things you can do, more you can keep in contact with people and your peers and get out there um the better it is, the more you can keep going to your golf, keep going to your art class or whatever it is, the more you will stay well Mm. because you will be, your brain will be active and you will feel better, you know. And that's why I'm so such an advocate of the Memory Cafe. Yeah, tell us about that because there will be a Memory Cafe in Cashel very soon. Yeah, (laughs) well done. When is Um, that happening? That's happening on the 13th of February, which is uh, the second Tuesday of February, and it will be there ever after that on every second Tuesday. And the girls in the library, Suzanne and Maura and uh, Salome, they're, they're lovely and they, you know, they will introduce everybody to everyone and live everyone up and we're going to be upstairs. We have music. Ned Lonrigan is going to play that day. Very good. Yeah. And um, so we usually do a bit of music. We have a little talk. Gemma O'Donnell is South Tip's um, uh, dementia advisor mm-hmm. and Gemma is a young, vibrant lady, three small boys and she um, has and Memory Calf started in Knock and Rawley in Tip Town. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's going, it's in its second year now, and it's going so, so well. We have one in Knock and Rawley. Alice is up there. And, um, no, sorry, Glen Gould, mm-hmm. the Millennium Centre. Yeah, sure. That is the first Tuesday. And then on the first Wednesday, it's in the bookworm in Thurless. Uh-huh. They're all around 11 till half 12 or 1. Ours is um, 11 till 1. And we, you, you'll have a cup of tea and have a chat and one day we might have somebody coming in about um, different health things or maybe alarms. You know, a lawyer yes. will come in yeah. and talk about alarms that you're... And lots of things that you're probably entitled to, maybe um, a travel pass if you've a diagnosis. But people might know, mm. you know. So there's all that banter. Yesterday I was at a funeral, a lovely man called Johnny King, King by name, King by nature, and... He had Alzheimer's. Now, he's he fought cancer for 12 years. And his wife said to me, it's this that's getting him. You know, he's fought and fought, but it's this. And they point, point to the head, didn't want to say it, you know. Yeah. And Johnny said to me, I get fr- so frustrated. He said, I can handle all the treatments, anything, but losing my mind, I can't handle. And I said to him, Johnny you must give yourself a break and just, you know, allow yourself to forget something and not to worry about it. And his wife, Betty, said to me, it really upsets me, you know, he, he frustrates me, you know, and uh, he asked me something a hundred times or, you know, I'd tell him things and I said, so the next time he says something to you, you say to him, "Geez, Johnny, I thought I told you that. I'm so sorry, I forgot to tell you that. And she said to me yesterday, that made such a difference. 
You know. Yeah, but you see, coming from you, that was so powerful because, I mean, you're you're in the exact position to be able to give advice. And what about that advice to those of us? Who, my, my father had vascular dementia oh, and, and right. sa- sadly he passed away with it as well. Yeah. But again, we were at odds at times to know yeah. how, how to deal with people That's with right. dementia, Margaret. Well, know? my daughter, I have a fiery daughter, she's 38, Rebecca, <laughs> she's six, she's six children. Wow. So she has to be. Yeah. <laughs> she said to me, Mum, you told me that, Mum, Mum, oh, Mum, here she is. And I said to her, Rebecca, you're not supposed to say say that to people, with, you know, with dementia <laughs> or Alzheimer's. And she says, what am I supposed to say? I say, you're supposed to say, that's lovely. And she goes, oh, right. And about half an hour later, I don't know what I said, but she turned around to me and she said to me, that's lovely. <laughs> so you, ha- you, have a, you have a sense of humour about it as well. Oh, you Margaret, have to have. Which is, which is yeah, great. I don't cry, you know. I know, I know. Yeah. Can I ask you, and God knows I don't want to upset you but do sure. you do you look to the future Margaret? No, I mean, no I don't. You don't so no. it's it's every day. Yeah. 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 Like I mean you, I suppose you have to in the beginning they'll tell you like I said get your affairs in order but look the way I have it is I have um, written down certain things that I would like and at the end of the day I'm not going to care high up or low down. So my thing is that the people around me are okay with it, you know, because I will be then. But it's not then, it's before that. It's That's hard for the other people. But before that, when you know what's going on, it's very, very frustrating, yes. you know. But I find acceptance... Accept the things you cannot change. Yes. change but that's what I'm really taking from this conversation, Margaret, is that you've accepted this yeah. and you accept your memory lapses yeah. and you, you don't fight it. Is that, is no. that, is that I mean, you, you have a war going on in the big picture in terms yeah. of you're not going to let this get you, but, but you allow it to happen to you and you don't beat yourself up. No, and when somebody rings me and they're on a tangent and they're telling me, Luna, I have no clue who the person is, I've no clue what I'm supposed to be doing. And then I say, right, I have a pain here now. Just tell me tell me your name there and your this, this, because I have no clue. Like, and I put it all down because <laughs> I'll meet you out shopping and if you're not where you're meant to be kind of thing, I, I won't, I might know you. If I know a person years and years, no problem. Right. But if I don't know them long... That, you know, that could I won't be remember. An issue. I, I remember, I can remember from when I was five, but remembering what what was said five minutes ago. So short, short term me- memory kind of evades me. Are, are you? I mean, I, I know the answer to this because I see I see how you look. Are, are you happy, Margaret? I'm a, yeah, I'm a very happy You're person happy. anyway. Yes, but I was really frustrated in work, and I knew that I wasn't doing things right, and I knew it was all getting too much for me. And you get swamped then, you know, when you're yes. fighting something. So when it was all, you know, I hated leaving work because I loved the lads. But once I did, and I accepted, that's how it has to be. Right. And, and I'm just much before, happier and just myself. before I leave you go, there could easily be some people listening to us today, Margaret, yeah. that have recently being diagnosed, like you were, and maybe told to get their affairs in order. Mm. What do you say to them, Margaret? Don't listen to them. Just live every single day as if it's your last. My mother always said, one day you'll be right. <laughs> Just do ev- every day what 
you need to do for that day and, you know, enjoy the day. People live, you know, um, looking forward to Christmas and Easter and this and they forget the little days in between. Don't miss those little days. And every grandchild and every person try and, you know, enjoy every single minute and the heaviness of it will be will feel lighter. <laughs> That's how I do it anyway. I'm sure, you know, put your bre- your best self out and, you know, don't be hard. Do you know, you're a complete <laughs> inspiration to me, Marguerite. I'm, I'm normally whinging when I have a bit of a headache or I'm tired or something. <laughs> and, and then to see you and how you're dealing with your diagnosis and everything, I, th- I think you're wonderful. Thank you so much. You're thank very you, welcome. Thank you. For thank into you. Us. And great to have a casual woman and, in the studio. And don't with me. forget, everybody, that there is loads of things out there. We have the library, technical library in Clamel. We have all those um, cafes. Ring your ASI, Alzheimer's Society of Ireland, and or ring. Um, Understand together, there all the lines are out there. Just ask your doctor, and you will get all oh, those yeah. numbers. The, the help is there, Marguerite. Yeah. A delight to see you, and thank, thank you very you. much. And we wish you well for the future. Thank, thank you, you very much indeed. We'll take a break. We're back with more tip today in just a moment. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry in association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie. 